Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that takes current issues and events within the culture and defends the Christian position from an apologetical and biblical lens. Now, here are your hosts, Shane Skirvin and Josh Phillips. Welcome everyone to another episode of Switching Lenses. Shane, we have reached the finale of this series. We're at the end. It's time to land the plane. Here we go. Let's get into the issue that we've been setting up for the first two episodes, and that's the issue of gender identity. So we're going to get into this and we're going to look at what what are the claims of the transgender community? What are some of the things that they're saying? Uh, So we can kind of respond to these based on our first two episodes that we, the issues that we got into. We want to kind of look at what the Bible say on this topic of how, how we feel and how we identify. And then lastly, get into the idea of gender dysphoria and sort of the, the seriousness in which we should treat this this idea and tr- the seriousness in which we'd acknowledge people's feelings. So here we go. We're going to get into this episode that we're calling The Battle of the Self. All right, Shane. So we've spent two episodes sort of setting up this topic of this idea of, of gender identity. Shane, why don't you kind of give us a little quick summary of what our first two episodes were talking about. Okay, so on our first episode, we talked about that idea of the fallen nature of man, that idea that from the beginning, man has greatness in him, he has the divine spark, but he also has running through him this capacity, this propensity, this fallen nature, this it's so easy for man to default to selfishness towards building his identity on something other than God. And actually, really... As we go into the second episode, this idea that as he pushes the God off the throne, he puts himself there. And so the second episode, we roll into this idea of self-deification, this uncritical embrace of our own desire, and this exalting it to the center of our life, and not just the center of our life, but really building our identity on our desire. And it's been a long time. I know right now it seems like this is moving really fast, but it's been building for a long time. It started, you know, there where there's people that put these ideas out like Rousseau, the French philosopher, that man's nature is good and that it's only people that corrupt him. And so this has been building for a long time, this this voice that says, put yourself at the center of the universe, This, this idea of exalting yourself and the self-deification. So we, we talked about that in episode two. And then, yeah, so we're going to zero we in. Yeah, we're going to zero in on the battle of the self. Yeah. All right. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Okay, so let's start out talking about some of the claims of the transgender, commu- transgender community. Excuse me. And I just kind of want to start by reading something I saw from the American Psychological Association. And so we'll kind of respond to this. And they said, some can trace, referring to transgender uh, people, Some can trace their transgender identities and feelings back to their earliest memories. They have vague feelings of not fitting in with people of their assigned sex or specific wishes to be something other than their assigned sex. Those who transition later in life may have struggled to fit in adequately as their assigned sex only to face dissatisfaction with their lives. So that's just kind of giving a general description of what some some transgender people would go through, whether it was early in their life or later on. And again, like this is not to reiterate too much what we've been saying, but this is, they're saying a lot of what we've been talking about these first two episodes that when they sit, when the quote says things like 
with people, they're, they're not fitting in with people, they're assigned sex, uh, or, or specific wishes to be something, uh, something wishes to be something other than their original sex. So it's, they have a desire to be something other than what they are. And that's sort of like the self-validation, the self-deification like you were talking about when you were summing up the previous episode. And that's a lot of what this is. This is a lot of, you know, I, I feel a certain way and that should be validated. Uh, and, every, and everybody should recognize that too, right? I mean, there's a, there's a big social pressure. You know, you don't want to be that one person in the room, it feels like sometimes whenever everybody else in the room is acknowledging somebody's, the way their identity, the way they feel. And you're like, oh, you know, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. But there's like a social pressure that you're going to be yelled at or you're going to, you know, be ostracized in some way. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movement growing everywhere, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's our whole, this is a conversation our entire nation is having. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I, I would say that discrimination when it comes to this idea of gender identity, it really comes down to the unacceptance of one's self-defined identity. You know, it's, it's self-defined because of the way somebody feels. And that's really to sum it up right there. That's, uh, that's, that's where this, that's where this issue is really taking place is what, how much value do we put in somebody's self-defining identity. And that's really where we're at right here. So the way we want to approach this, Shane, we're going to kind of look at some scripture. I mean, what better way to approach it, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. And so we're going to look at this. And when we were planning this episode, the scripture jumped to me. And I've thought of this a lot. And when I hear of this, the, 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 this, the discussions and the debates over transgender and identities and issues and things of that nature. I, I think of this scripture a lot because I, I really think this, this, this kind of helps settle us in. This sort of, I, I feel like this really helps settle the issue or, or bring some clarity to it. So this is from 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20. Shane, do you want to read it? Or, sure. I know I'm always, I'm always the one reading uh, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll read it. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20 in the ESV. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God has arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. You know, when I, when I think of that scripture, I can't help but think of basketball. You know, if you're trying to form a basketball team, and I feel like I've maybe given this illustration before, but I'll say it again. If I get a group of five guys and all of them want to be the primary scorer, we've got a big problem. Because everybody's going to want the ball. Everybody's going to hog the ball. The defense is going to pick up, pick up on that really quick. We're going to have so much disunity. Everybody's got a, their own self-interest to be the primary scorer. And I know I've used this example before. And even though I could not stand this team growing up, but it's fine. I'll reference them anyway. But there was this guy, I could not stand him as a Dallas Mavericks fan. But his name was Bruce Bowen. And he pre- played for the San Antonio Spurs. And this is just the, when I think of this verse, I actually think of him because what it reminds me of, and even I wish I had a different association, but, but this is just the way it is. But uh, if you know, if you don't know who Bruce Bowen was, he was a, he, he was a small forward, starting small forward for the San Antonio Spurs and they beat my Mavericks a lot. We beat them too though, or they beat them. I shouldn't say we, 
Uh, they beat him a lot too. But anyways, Bruce Bowen, what was unique about him was he was obviously he's an NBA player, he's a really talented player, but he had a very specific role. He had a job to do every single night. His job was to guard the, the best player on the other team because he was he was their best defender. And not only that, he was a nuisance. And he was, it was just not only to defend them, but get in their head. <laughs> and so he would do all these things to get in their head and to, to shut down their top score. And, and the nights that he did that, it was really hard to beat them, really hard. Now on offense, what's funny is Bruce Bowen was actually a really good three-point shooter. He would go sit in the corner and that's pretty much where they would keep him most of the plays. He was really good in that corner. And he could have easily been saying, you know, give me the ball on offense. I want to be the leading scorer. But he never did that. He knew in order for this team to be successful, the role I need to play is I need to get put all my all my energy and all my effort on defense to shut down their best player. Now on offense, I'm going to I'm I've got a I've got a job. I'm going to go sit in this corner over here and if I'm open, and I get the ball, I'm going to shoot it because I shoot the shot really well. He knew his role exactly. And like I said, when he was on his A game, it was tough to beat them. It was really hard to beat them. And that's what I think of when I see this verse is like, we were created with strengths. God made us a certain way. And it's easy for us to maybe look at that and go, man, I really wish I was somebody else. But I think we're kind of missing something when we have that attitude, right, Shane? Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're leaving out the idea of God as the creator, right? God mm-hmm. as the assigning us particular roles. What, what does the scripture say in verse 18? But as it is, so it's saying the reality is God arranges the members in each body as he chose, right? Each of them. Mm-hmm. So each yeah. of them, everyone, as he chose. And so it's and a good this thing, idea right? that, he, yeah, yeah, he's a creator and that we're looking to him to, and our world's been tarnished and there's a lot of brokenness to the world, but that doesn't take away the fact, I mean, it goes back to what we're saying, that God created this world, we fell. There is, of course, a ton of brokenness, a ton of confusion. We have a spiritual enemy that works on that confusion, right? Works through mm-hmm. that confusion. Oh, for sure. But oh, yeah. ultimately, the, the greatest fact is that God arranges the members in the body, each of them as he chose. And we can kind of look at this, right, as a glass half empty or glass half full, right? I can focus on what I'm not, or I can say, you know what's really awesome is the way... God, get, he's taken me down this path. He's opened up this door. He's given me these kind of gifts and these kind of abilities for his purposes. And I, I can view I can view that however I want. But one way is going to leave me horribly disappointed. Another way is going to leave, I think, is going to live a life full of life, enjoyment, and joy. Yeah, and, and we can't talk about our bodies without realizing that God said um, that you're made to be in a body, right? That mm-hmm. we, just like our bodies have different body parts that have different functions, we ourselves are made to fit into a body. It makes me think of the Transformers that all came together to form the bigger Transformer. <laughs> oh, but yeah. that, that, I love <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, well, you bring out your sports analogy. I bring up the Transformer. <laughs> no, I had those too. I remember. Uh, I love that idea that we are not left on our, lo- our own. And one of the things I hate about the naturalistic viewpoint, and I think it always, no matter what, leads to nihilism and leads to this profound sense of meaning is that we're alone. And, you know, the Bible says you're not alone. There's a God that creates and loves you, but he's created to put you on a team. He's created to put you together with other people. I mean, this there there's no greater thought in the mind of mankind that the absolute, the eternal, 
the creator, the, the, the highest thing that can be conceived that he thinks about who you are on the inside, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, that's atheists would rightfully say that we're, uh, Christians have a certain kind of uh, arrogance because they think they have this value to God, right? Mm-hmm. And we're saying that is absolutely, with everything in us, we're saying that's absolutely true, that God creates you, you have value and meaning, and he wants to put you uh, together with other people, that God is, the, the gospel is a message of togetherness, right? It's together to, yep. to pick you up, pull you in, say that you are valued, and and say that you are meant to fit into something. Yeah, Shane, I would say, kind of sum all this up, I would say, you know, there's a beauty in the uniqueness of how God created us, that when unified with others, that creates a community that's life-bringing and reflects His loving design. Shane, there's this idea of gender dysphoria, right? We hear this a lot talked about in the news and articles and whatnot. And just to kind of read a quick definition, just in case anybody's unfamiliar with this definition. Uh, gender dysphoria is the feeling of discomfort or distress that might occur in people whose gender identity differs from their sex assigned at birth or sex-related physical characteristics. Now, Shane, we, we know that there's people genuinely struggling out there, right? They're struggling with their biological gender. And they're living in tough, tough circumstances. Yeah, and and living in turmoil and going through a tremendous inner struggle, and that can often lead to depression, right? And that can often, oh yeah, 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 or worse, suicide. I mean, that's pretty common. Yeah, a very a tough situation. And so, what we would would say, Josh, I, I believe on the same page with me on that, is that if you're looking to change how you feel consider that there might be another way to change how you feel that that we you know we 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 understand totally we we're completely empathetic f- towards the struggle towards the feelings of dif- discomfort distress the depression we totally acknowledge uh the tremendous struggle that we see uh people go through with this and i i know several people that deal with this personally and and i would definitely say that there might be a different way to look at it. There might be a different way. I mean, you're looking to be healed. You're looking to change how you feel, but consider there might be more than one way to change how you feel, right, Josh? Um, Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And identify the problem that you're, you know, we we totally acknowledge that seeing that is you don't like how you feel. And Would you you say that, because some people, can can we make a connection here? Yeah. Some people don't like that they have their hair color. Some people don't just like the way their face looks. Some people don't like the way that they're built. Would you say this? Is that is that similar? I don't know if I'm out of bounds. I, I almost kind of ask somebody who's like an LGBT supporter, like, is, is that any different? And if it is, how? Well, it, you know, I, I think an identity struggle is is really deep. Um, and, and I think, you know, it lays bare uh, really who you are, right? But it gets, and, doesn't get down to though, like, like you're right. Yes, identity is deeper if my identity is built in my gender, right? And everybody puts your identity in all kinds of things. Well, and and really, this whole what we're talking about is this idea that the identity isn't in their gender, right? It's actually exactly. different than their gender. So really, they're listening to only one voice, the voice within, mm-hmm. and only one of the voices that are within. And so, you know, we're saying uh, broaden that out step back and realize, you know, the biblical view is that other people might have a role 
to play in your life, right? Other people mm-hmm. might be speaking. The scriptures might be speaking. The Holy Spirit might be speaking. Other people. And really take a, take a wide look and don't run into an un, un an unbalanced or uncritical embrace of how you feel, right? I mean, yeah. because we're all finite creatures. We're all subjects. We're all subject to the time and the place we live in, the, our, our diet, our body types. We're, you know, we're all wrestling with so much input. And so it's really important to, to question how you feel, right? I, exactly. we're, we're, we're saying question how you feel and even question the way you might want to change how you feel. You know, there, there is other ways to address things. I, I, I went through a tremendous struggle myself before coming to Christ. And I've started, I started looking around saying, man, I need help. There's got to be a way. There's got to be, I mean, I was looking outside of myself for someone to rescue me. Yeah. And like kind of like the question you asked earlier, you know, if you don't like the way you feel, if there was a way to change how you feel, would you be open to that? And I think that's the grand question there. Would you be open to changing the way you feel? And we're coming up here saying, screaming through a megaphone, there is. There is someone that you can go to, your heavenly father in heaven. You can cry out to Jesus. And here in Psalm 118.5, it says, Out of my distress, I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. And Shane, I know you're in agreement with me here. If there's anybody out there who is struggling with the way with their gender, maybe they feel one way, but they're biologically another. I, we, both of us really want to encourage you. You can cry out to the Lord, just like this verse says, in your distress, call on the Lord. He will answer you and he will set you free. And I'm just going to end it here uh, to kind of sum all this up, this whole series and everything and say that, you know, we're a people, we're so desperate for identity and we're so desperate for meaning to our life. But I'm, I'm telling you, listeners, there is one who gives you purpose and who gives you meaning. It's when we place our identity in Jesus and Jesus alone that we realize that we have value and we have purpose. All we have to do is call out to him to rescue us and fix what's broken in each and every one of us. And we're going to end it there, Shane. We're going to end this series, The Silent Identity of Gender. And I, listeners, we hope this was helpful to you. Hopefully we made our case. We set this up over three episodes and uh, ultimately, like, again, if anybody's struggling out there, there's help. You're not alone. There, you, you can be set free. You absolutely can. Yes. Well, Shane, thank you. Uh, listeners, you can always reach the, you can reach us here. You can email the show at feedback at switchinglensespodcast.com. You can reach us on Twitter at Lenses Switching and, of course, Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us at our website with all blogs, all episodes, all videos, everything, switching lenses at switchinglensespodcast.com. Well, Shane, thanks for joining me. Oh, I always have a great time being here. This has been a long journey going through all this. This was this was fun. This was this was your idea. This was something you, you really wanted to get into. This was a I think this was timely because we see this a lot. We see this in the news. And uh, this was good. And we hope it was helpful for everybody. And so We'll end it there and say, everybody, we will see you next time. Adios.